Hey y'all, Sam here. Wanted to remind y'all that even though our main feed isn't active right now, I won't be back until about the first week of the season or so when we start doing our main show again. We're still making stuff over on Patreon at patreon.com slash five stripe final. You can join and get extra audio, extra interviews, extra stuff. You can join the world famous five stripe final discord. We have live reactions to training sessions, which we were at of course, uh, on Tuesday for the start of preseason training for Atlanta United. We'll continue to have those throughout the year. We're kind of working on restructuring what the Patreon deal uh, might look like for the folks who subscribe this year. But we know for sure that you can join the world famous Five Stripe Finals Discord. And we know for sure that you're going to get excellent interviews, not because of the questions we asked, but because the people were able to get on uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash Five Stripe Final. So Wanted to give you all a little bit of a teaser for an interview we did last week with Julian Gressel. Uh, he was excellent as always, very willing and, and friendly to talk with media, um, just like he was when he was in Atlanta. Um, seemed to miss Atlanta a lot, seemed to, to you know, um, really appreciate his time here. And we got into a lot of it, which you're going to hear. is about 20 minutes or so of, of discussion about that, but we got into um, his current time in DC. We got into some of the stuff about his contract negotiations as he exited Atlanta United. We got into a whole lot over the span of about an hour long interview with Julian. So remember, you can find the full interview over on patreon.com slash five stripe final. We hope you enjoy. Well, I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned that you started that first game, and, and me and Joe have talked about that a lot on, on this show, that you were in the lineup from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was, was such crazy. a buzz I, in the stadium. I think, I was like, Gressel's starting. Who is yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. You talk about low expectations. I, I think we all kind of were, were surprised to see a Super Draft pick. And, and I, think you st- I think you started over Jeff, too, which was yeah. – I think we've dunked on him a little bit for that, too. Um, yeah. But how much of a role was that? Yeah, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> how much of a whirlwind was that though i mean you come you come out of providence and then oh there's there's tata martino and now I, i'm starting this massive game with fifty five thousand people in attendance and everything like that that had to just be you almost had to get whiplash from that right well honestly you just kind of like you just go through it like you don't i didn't think about it too much honestly it was like such a such a fast-paced time for me like it, it went by so quick of getting drafted, going to preseason, actually having a small injury in preseason and then having Tata work with me one-on-one. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and then you kind of just kind of trickle through, trickle through, go through it all. And then all of a sudden the first game is here and, and you're starting and um, yeah, you just play, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's it's that simple almost. Like um, I, I didn't know the significance of it. I, I didn't know how much it actually meant uh, to be starting that first game. I know now and I know how how incredible it was, you know, to do that and then to be able to to be on that pitch and to have that picture with the team before the first game. Like it's, it's such to be on the field for the first goal, like all those type of things. There were such incredible memories now um, that in the moment I didn't realize how big they were, um, you know, so it's it kind of just all goes by in a blur and and you go from session to session and you try and do your best every, every time and then go into the game, try and play your part. And um, yeah, that's, that's really how, how it all felt. And, and now I'm looking back and I'm like, how awesome was that? Like my mom tells me every time <laughs> that, that she was in the stands and she cried. And when I walked <laughs> on the field and 
when they kicked off and all that type of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it was a really, really cool moment. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. So I'm interested. You mentioned that Tata worked with you one-on-one in that preseason. What was that like? What kind of advice was it given? And then why were you kind of singled out, I guess, for that kind of instruction? Oh, it was, it was something where I was out of training for, I think, three, four days uh, because I had a little uh, sprain in my knee, um, something that happened on a, on a training session before. And they had done some tactical work of um, just kind of how to press and kind of how, who, to, who to kind of follow and who to kind of t- keep track of um, when we do press a certain way. And uh, I remember during my, my rehab, it was just me working on one field and the whole team on the other because I wasn't allowed in team training yet. And Tata kind of left the whole group and kind of just came over to me to explain certain things to me for like 10, 15 minutes um, and uh, then walked back over to the other group. It was just, you know, something small like that where it wasn't particularly just that, but uh, it was, it was uh, now in the moment, like I said, it, it doesn't really, it didn't really feel that big and, and stuff, but now like as an experienced player, having your head coach walk away from a session with the whole group to go over to um to somebody that is is a draft pick is new that was just heard a little bit to explain some stuff to him is is would uh, it's a pretty big sign pretty big um big thing for him to do that so it was it was certainly nice to to see that and and that's how i kind of see things that that happened that i realize now we're like okay like there were definitely good signs in preseason already for before the season even started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get into the, the trade a little bit, but I, I mean, I think everybody was surprised obviously that it happened. And I know I was for sure because, and I, I would repeat this on podcasts and stuff. Like I'll never forget. There was one game where after the game, Joseph Martinez was talking in a scrum and uh, he was talking about you like deliver and, and your delivery to him. And he was like, he knows how I like it. <laughs> it was it was kind of funny because it was almost like it's almost like sexual innu- innuendo there. But um, uh, how does he like it? Like what it, what was the secret for you in delivering Joseph so many so many goals? Because you guys had like an unbelievable combination. And if you could just give Brooks Lennon any tips, that might help him. <laughs> um, well, Joseph, it was we kind of both developed this this understanding of of each other. You know where where he kind of also adjusted to kind of how I like to cross the ball. Mm. You know, like it was just a natural type of fit. I didn't have to change change up things. I like just knew that he was going to make the run, and then I played the ball and how I love to play the ball because he scores. You know, like it's just it's just kind of natural natural yeah understanding in that sense. Um, but I knew that, for example, like there were a few instances where. I like played the ball more to his feet than what he wanted to and mm-hmm. that he would, would have to take another touch. He was like, no, 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 just give it to me in front of me so I can play one touch mm-hmm. uh, so I can finish it one touch, you know, like always out in front and always for him to be able to run onto it and um, for him to me even be able to beat a defender to it, to the ball. Like he liked those, he thrives off those challenges that I'm going to win win that battle against the defender. I'm going to beat you in the air. I'm going to beat you by one cut. I'm going to, you know, that type of stuff. So um, you didn't have to give the ball to him for him to then make a move or two to score. No, it was always like, no, I want to one touch finishes mm-hmm. as easy as possible type, type, type goals for him. Yeah. Cause I always kind of described your, your crossing styles almost, it's not even like a cross that a lot of players would send in. I kind of described them as like half through balls. Cause it's all, honestly, they were like, 
crosses from deep positions sometimes where it was so difficult yeah. for the defender to to try to read the flight of that ball and Mark Joseph at the same time and just made a, a devastating combination. And I want to ask you, like, is, has that always kind of been part of your game growing up? Because I remember when you were coming through, uh, coming in the super draft, kind of the 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 scouting report on you was that you were like a center forward type who could maybe <laughs> drop into midfield a little bit. Were you playing out wide in college or, or just like in, in your background? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was playing as a right right back mostly in Germany before I came to college, and then I think That's I right. got recruited as a right midfielder. Um, okay. So, but then I ended up playing center mid, uh, right wing, and center forward. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Because, you know, we had some injuries and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, my senior year, I played center forward. That's probably why you read that okay. scouting report. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think Tata even drafted me as an eight and that's where I started that, that that's first right. game. So yeah. it wasn't, wasn't always kind of, kind of part of my game. And then I think Joseph got hurt and Tito went up top and, and I played as a right winger and, and then things kind of. Uh, developed from there as as a winger a bit more um and and then yeah going into the second year i think after the season ended against columbus that first year we had continued training up until thanksgiving um so we had a few weeks of training where we already trained in a 352 and tata had always played me as a wing back and as a um as a center midfielder kind of switching back and forth and um then once we got to preseason he was like no you play wing back um we really like you there and that's kind of how it just um developed because i mean i i have pretty good vision you know mm-hmm. yeah. i, I want to say and I, I see runs i see runners uh, i see forwards making the run i see defenders kind of um having the bad body shape at times and, and having to you know track back and um, things like that that they don't like and and then using that on the right side there i think just um yeah it gives me the best ability to kind of bring that uh, bring that into my game and, and and create chances from there um rather than from pockets in the midfield or, or more centrally uh you, you think know you have good vision and you're just off like what your third season with <laughs> yeah. with 12 or more assists yeah, yeah, I, th- I think right. you got that man i think you did that yeah, thanks thank you good work um <laughs> John Leach, you know, kind of riffing off that, John Leach, one of our listeners asks, uh, like, what what is your favorite position to play? Like, if you could choose, uh, like, a formation and then a position to play within that um, that you think suits you the best, uh, is, is there one that sticks out? Well, I, I think it is the right wing back position if, if you have um, the pieces that we had in 2018, for example. You know, I mean, that's just... Mm-hmm. Like you have the right fullback behind you, and that's either Franco or Miles. Was mm-hmm. that for me, right? Um, and now last year it was Andy Nahar, who I've had a really good understanding with. You know, like, um, and then you obviously, you know, you need somebody to pass the ball to and, and get forward to because as a right wing back, you can't really do too much. So you need the pieces around you still to to kind of be um, as productive and as 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 yeah effective as you want to be. Right. Um, but I've, I've said this all along and I, I really mean this, that if, if a team needs me to be a number eight and we already have a really good right wing back, then I'm happy to play a number eight, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really embracing that challenge. If a need, team needs me to play as a nine, like my college team did, then I'll play as a nine without any problems. Like I'm, I'm really flexible in that sense to really be team first and, and understanding what the team needs and what, and, and have trust in the coach to figure out my best position for that given game or given season or anything, you know? So 
Um, but uh, again, 2018 was a lot of fun and, and I'd love to play that right wing back position again uh, on that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you just mentioned 2018. I want to ask you about 2019 because this is something we've, we've talked to several players. We've talked to Michael Parkhurst about 2019. We've talked to Jeff about 2019. Um, it's a particularly interesting season to me because first of all, you have the coaching change. And you have this like legendary figure in the game come in to to you know take charge of the team, and then also in that season you just have this huge swing of form where the team was like in a rut you know for a while to, to start the season, and then you have this massive swing mid season and everything changes. And I'm just like kind of just open ended to you, like what kind of stands out to you about that season, and what was it like to to play under under Frank because he was such a different personality than Tata. That was clear, but. Um, I have to imagine also just like playing for such a legendary figure you, you have, you know, it just, I don't know if I, I imagine as a player that it, you know, it hits you different in a certain way. And I also remember you like standing up for him a lot during that season publicly to media when like a lot of other, when there was like rumors about, you know, unhappiness and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts on that season. Yeah, it was a, it was a difficult season, um, a difficult season where we all needed to figure it out and we ended up doing it. Yeah. You know, we were successful in the end, I thought, um, even though we lost in the Eastern Conference final, you know, I mean, it's it's one game, Brutal. you know, like, yeah, but the expected goals on that game was. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, even that, you know, but ultimately it was just a, a year of, of growth for everybody, I feel like not just um, for Frank, um, who came in and who thought he could change more than um, he probably should have, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ultimately course corrected. Um so and and we had obviously guys like Parker, like Parky, like Jeff, um, like me, you know, like the players that have kind of uh, those guys have been around the block and I'm trying to follow them in their footsteps a bit um, who are kind of trying to stay in the middle of it and trying to see the whole picture, trying to, you know, not be so all against Frank, but also not completely um, turning onto our teammates like it was just. Um, we were trying to keep it all together, keep the bus going, you know, in mm-hmm. that sense. And um, and uh, I think ultimately, I think we had a really bad, I think re- a really good August, right? Is that that's yeah. kind of when the season started turning yeah. around? And yeah, um, so we, yeah, we ultimately pushed through it, and we found a way to come together to then be able to win two trophies, the Open Cup, which isn't easy to do, beat uh, a Club America and the Campeones Cup, and make it to the Eastern conference final, which, you know, isn't easy to do either. So mm-hmm. um, it was ultimately a season that could have been so much better, obviously, um, especially in the supporter shield race and all that type of stuff, because we had all the pieces and we had everything there. Um, but also a season that uh, was still successful because of the way we, we figured it out during the year and the way everybody after that, you know, bad press and bad you know things that happened from from i don't even know who like everybody basically you know um (laughs) we kind of all figured it out and all realized in the end that there's one goal and there's one team here that is atlanta united that is the most important and that we need to come together and figure this out because it's not going to change um kind of who we have in the locker room so we we figured it out and we came together and, and it was still a successful year in my opinion Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think it was too. Um, you know, it, it's just it's so interesting because there was such like a it's like it turned it pivoted so 
so hard, you know, uh, in a good way. Um, a lot of people will point to the big win that you guys had against Houston, which was at home where they had like an early red card. Uh, and then yeah. I think you guys went on to win like five, nothing, I think. Um, uh, but a win like it, we had in 2018 a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it, honestly, uh, I remember cause I, 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 there was a game before that Houston game. I think it was on the road against LAFC. And I remember to me, that was the first time where I think you guys just drew. I, I think you drew. Um, no, I think we might have lost. Was a loss? Like was a lot? Okay. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it was a crazy game. Like yeah. It was a crazy game. And I remember, like, at the full time whistle, like, all you guys like fell to the ground in exhaustion. And I was like, okay, that like hasn't happened yet this year, <laughs> where it's like yeah. you like where like you give everything. And I feel like it's hard to to give that much when you're when you're not as cohesive as a group, and you're just you know, it, d- d- does that stand out to you at all? I think that halftime does. Oh, really? Because I remember we were down 3 0, 4 1, something like, I don't yeah. know, something crazy, I thought maybe. Yeah. Um, or we had a really bad start or something where yeah, we had yeah. really gone Early down goals. Three, three, yeah. 2 0, 3 0, whatever, and then came back. Um, where I feel like at halftime, there was something in this team that wasn't really said anything or anything particular, but there was just something within us that was like, no, this can't happen to us. We're too good of a team, too good of players. And, this is something that can't happen that a team LAFC, obviously the best team that year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, can't beat us like that. Like we've, we used to beat teams. They can't come right. here or, they, or we can't go there and they can't beat us that way. Um, so it, I think that you probably right with, with that game or, or the second half or the, at the end of that game being a really big turning point for us. And then us doing that to Houston the next week yep. kind of shows you, okay, like maybe we're back and, and we can kind of push on and we can still be that team. Um, but I also think that was obviously in the middle of the year as well. And yep. and that's when we made it further into the U S open cup and, and a trophy becomes on the line, comes on the line. And then the Campeones cup was, was, was hanging over our heads a bit. And we, we knew, okay, we can win trophies. And then ultimately competitors come out and you, and, and we've always had that team of, of when trophies were on the line and when, when it really mattered on game day, we were always there. Um, you know, there were so many instances in 2018 or even 2017 when um, Tata hated the training sessions and he, he went inside and was like, all right, go inside and train, like stop training um, oh. because training was just bad. <laughs> but every time on the weekends, like we were there, you know, like we would show up and, and we would perform. And um, that's kind of, yeah, how, how it was, uh, then again in 2019 with the trophies on the line we were mm-hmm. like all right let's go this is go time this is us let's win some trophies together and and figure everything out afterwards i want to go back a little bit because I've, I've always wondered something and this is maybe just for personal uh edification but there was a video of frank's introduction um where he is introducing himself to the team and he singles you out in particular where he says something to the effect of like julian do you remember what you said and you just kind of stared at him because I don't know what he was talking about. And I don't think you did either. Um, he was trying to it, do like a, the hunter and the hunted yes, type of uh, this is, speech. Yeah. And oh, it, I don't remember. No. Okay. Well, it was fascinating. I just was always just kind of wondering if you remember that at all, because it, it stood out to us as some kind of introduction. Um, it was an interesting introduction no, to say the least. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. I remember well, meeting him for the first time though. Like I remember meeting Frank for the first mm-hmm. time. I've, um, he had met some other players um, throughout and I remember I getting back pretty late for preseason. So I hadn't been in the facility before. 
Um, and then on the first training day, I met him in the locker room and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was good. It was normal. It was, it was okay. And then he singles me out in the meeting. Uh, I guess I don't, I don't remember too much of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> well, it, it kind of leads me to this. Uh, I wonder knowing, um, Frank from the beginning of that year and going through all that and going through that course correction and getting so close to, to winning or going to MLS Cup again, hosting MLS Cup again, was 2020 in any way surprising to you from an outside perspective at that point? Uh, were you kind of shocked to see things go south so quickly? I mean, obviously you had pandemic and everything like that going on, but from a team standpoint, um, were you surprised to see Atlanta United become what it did there for a second? Um, a little bit, yes. But at the same time, not really, because I kind of knew Frank. I kind of got to know Frank a bit and, and knew that he probably uh, stepped aside in the 2019 season and kind of let us um, reign a bit more. And he wanted that control probably back a bit um, going into 2020. And you you missed guys like Michael Parkhurst, um, you know, like myself, like even Leandro, um, you know, goes those guys that that had been around the block that had, had gone through it before. Um, and, and I think that, uh, yeah, that's probably all played a part, but obviously it's very hard for me to talk about this and and not actually being there and, and not living the day to day and, and, and not, um, yeah, seeing how it, or feeling how it actually was, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to talk about that because that's, you know, there's so much things that happen every day that that could have played a part um, that, uh, that I wasn't there for. So I don't really want to talk about it too much. I just know the people and I know what they, what the team didn't have. Um, so a little bit, but again, I don't, I don't know, uh, exactly how, how it all went down and, and how, um, how much, uh, of a factor everybody obviously played and, and all that type of stuff. Well, uh, again, you, you just mentioned it, but just kind of like the, the players that they didn't have in terms of, uh, you know, Michael Parkhurst going into retirement. That, again, that's a reason why I thought they would bring you bring you back. And um, I want to ask you about this, but I want to tell like, a little story about the about about your the the you know contract dispute that you had, which was or the extension that you wanted all 2019, which was obvious. I mean, we talked to you in, about it in scrums throughout that season. But um, during the off season, I was playing golf at uh, a place called Cherokee, which I think you've played at before, uh, and yeah. some other Atlanta United players have played at. Sam, it's a very nice golf course. You like have to have a caddy and stuff. I have a friend who was able to, to get <laughs> us in there. Um, so it was a very great experience. But I was talking to the caddy and we were talking about Atlanta United players who play there and stuff. And uh, your name came up because I, I probably brought it up or whatever. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, it's awkward because, you know, Julian, he's like, honestly, like one of the team's best players, but he's still on this rookie contract with it, which in MLS is like. A li- like a pittance like it's like really tiny and like totally undeserved so it's it's awkward i don't know what's gonna happen and you like i was like he, he deserves more money absolutely <laughs> and the caddy was like yeah he was saying something like that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> which was i mean it's not i mean that's obvious um just based on like the production that you were putting out versus versus the wages but you know seriously i did just want to kind of ask you know i i have to imagine I didn't, that wait, was wait, so wait. let me let yeah, me yeah. jump in I, I didn't speak to the caddy about this 100 percent. oh really oh really no he probably must have just overheard something with uh. when when some other players <laughs> play with me there or, the, or the, okay the guy we always play there with or something like that he must have just overheard yeah because i think he was talking about because he was talking about how <laughs> yeah 
because <laughs> he was talking about how uh, he was caddy. He had been caddying for uh, for I think Parky, and he said Joseph. But I think he meant Leandro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Leandro's but, played us played with yeah. there a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, had to have been pretty emotional because obviously you know you'd had such a great start to your career here. I I know that you would have you know. I don't want to say like you don't like being in DC. Obviously, you you you're content with your current situation, but I mean, um, it had to have been an emotional uh, emotional time to go through. Um, just that whole extremely, period. yeah, extremely emotional. It was um, well, it, it started really with shortly before we won MLS Cup in 2018. Um, that's when it kind of all started. Uh, that's when Carlos uh, or the club approached us, uh, my agent, and was like, "Hey, once the season's over." we would like to do a new contract for Julian. Um, and we were like, yeah, we're obviously listening. We would love that. Um, and that was 2018, November, early December, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty hopeful of, of already signing a new contract then and um, not even going into that 2019 season still on my rookie contract, you know? So yeah. um, that's kind of when it all started. And that's uh, that's kind of also when it all you know, started to become pretty emotional pretty quickly because it took until April for, for us to hear back from him. Um, and it, it took, uh, and then, yeah. And by that time we were like, yeah, I don't, don't really know right now. We don't really need a new contract right in the middle of the season and all that type of stuff. So it just, it just kind of dragged on and, and on and on. And it was, um, yeah, certainly emotional. And then obviously I had a really good year again in 2019 and, 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 and continued to kind of, be yeah in the in the lineup and and be productive and and doing it for three years you know I've, I've felt like okay now I'm probably worth a bit more than what I was at the end of 2018 mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so um so we, we <clears throat> yeah we try to renegotiate again and then try to we then try to push it uh, a bit more uh weren't just waiting for the club to to come to us and um, there was really nothing from the club. Um, you know, they kind of gave us, kept giving us the same offers they gave us, uh, back in April, um, that, so six months or, or even, yeah, eight months before the season ended. So, um, it was, uh, certainly emotional because I felt like I wasn't valued and, and I felt like I wasn't yeah. uh, seen, you know, of kind of what I've done, not just on the field, but I feel like I've connected with the fans. I've been, Right. Uh, you know, very open with everything. Um, maybe a bit too much for, for some people in the club. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, that's just who I am and who I wanted to be as a player always. And that's still who I am now. So um, that wasn't really going to change much. And, and, and uh, it was, that's why it was emotional because I felt like it wasn't, um, it wasn't something uh, that I deserved uh, that they, they had, had offered me in that sense. Um, and yeah, and that's just kind of, kind of where it was. And, and unfortunately it went that way. I mean, I, like you said, I, I would have loved to stay, uh, nothing more than, than, than sign a, a three, four year contract extension like miles did, mm-hmm. um, you know, in 2019 and, and, uh, it was, uh, it would have been, would have been amazing and we would have loved to stay. We would have definitely signed something that was, uh, even, even a little bit close to, uh, closer to, to kind of what I'm on now. Um, and, uh, we wouldn't have had to go through all the, the trade stuff, uh, and yeah. everything. And, and ultimately at the end of the season, I obviously, I probably made some mistakes as well on my end and, um, ultimately forced it a little bit, uh, in the end. 
um, going into that 2020 year. Um, but uh, at the same time, I felt like I needed, I needed something. I needed some assurances. I needed, I needed, you know, this was my career. This is only, I only have so many years. So right. um, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, emotional all around. And, and obviously mistakes were made from my side, I think also from, from their side a bit. And, and uh, we've, we've, I've grown from the, from it a lot. Um, not just as a player, but also as a person. And, and I'm certainly, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, I was, I was thinking a little bit of kind of what would have been if I had signed a contract there in long term and kind of how, um, how it would be like now. But at the same time, like I said before, I'm happy here and we have a great life here and I enjoy it and all mm -hmm. that. So.